let other folks join us. Um, it is that time of day when people are, you know, getting more coffee, driving home, and I'm sure, um, you know, doing multiple things and getting ready for the evening transition. And it's perfect timing to really uh, sit back and learn about an aspect of small business that we sometimes overlook and we don't think about it until we're in trouble, right? Or towards the end of the process, like, oh my goodness, compliance, I should have been doing this all along. And instead, Igor Rodriguez is going to walk us through some important steps on maximizing our greatest asset, our people. Even if you're a solopreneur, you don't really work in a space by yourself. And at some point, if you are really serious about growing a business, you're going to need a team, a team of people that might be subcontractors, part-timers, full-timers. Trust me, I wanted to just be a solopreneurship and live the fun retirement life. And of course, I couldn't resist. And here I am now trying to uh, grow a business much faster than I thought. And this was not the front end because I originally was starting as a solopreneur with this last business. So things to think about as you grow your business or start your business for those of you who are already in the session. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Igor, our fabulous speaker for the last summit session before the happy hour so that he can introduce himself and really walk us through this important topic for anyone with a small business. Jackie, I, I appreciate the introduction. Very, very lively. I mean, you made me feel good to, to, to begin this. Um, and I'm going to keep the energy high just because I recognize I'm the only thing between you and happy hour in the weekend. So let's keep the energy high. Um, I'm going to share my screen with you guys just, just so we can go through slides and, and just have some visual things as well as I know it's, it's better for everybody to, um, to follow that way. Um, and let me know if you can see my presentation. I believe everybody can, but just let me know, please. Yes, we can see it. And to our audience members, please feel free to use the chat. We're going to just use the chat for this session. Engage with each other, share highlights, and ask all your questions in the chat. And I'll be here behind the scenes, checking the chat and supporting Igor as he presents. Thanks, Jackie. And, and just, just with the chat, guys, very informal, okay? So I, as I go through this, please feel free to ask questions as we go, you know, as they come up, just because there's a lot of topics when it comes to HR. And I want to make sure that when I'm answering the questions, um, they're hot, right? They're not, they're not forgotten at the end of the, the, the presentation. So very informal. Remember that. Um, interrupt me whenever you want. Um, so before I get started with HR, I think it's important for you to know who I am, a little bit about my story, um, you know, and, and what I've done in the industry up until now. Um, so I wanted to highlight third world to first world, just because, you know, a lot of us um, come from a place and I came from a, a place, I'm originally from Brazil, and, you know, I arrived here from a third world country to a first world country without speaking a word of English. And that is um, connecting with businesses. A lot of owners start a business without knowing anything, right? It's that, it's that same connection. So when I came here, I tried to look at the good of the situation instead of being depressed, you know, with everything new, new culture, food, metrics, 
people, personalities, everything. So, um, and that's what business owners encounter, right? When they're starting a business, it's, 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 it's new. It's new and it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get nervous. It's easy to get depressed. Um, so I wanted to make that connection and, and at the same time introduce a little bit of my history. And then that's going to segue into the family business. My father, who pioneered the transition from Brazil to here in the U.S., uh, you know, worked hours and hours, 20-hour days for years and years and acquired the skills to start his own business. And from the get-go, he would always focus on customer service, but not only customer service, he would focus on the people that worked with him. Okay, and that's that's how he was able to be so, so successful was because he treated his employees the right way. And they were gonna, the employees that he has and he had went above and beyond for him. It doesn't matter what he did, what was going on in the business, you know, he, he provided the resources for the employees and the employees just, they felt it. You can feel when somebody cares for you. So I think, I think that's the main thing about HR. It's, it's really creating a trust between you, the leader, and the employees that are working for you, okay? Instead of, instead of being uh, mandating or demand, like diminishing or anything like that, okay? So that's, that's my father's business. And today he's extremely successful. He's grown his business and, and you know, through, through that mentality that he has. Um, and a little bit about myself, I'm an HR consultant. Uh, my title is Certified Business Performance Advisor. The name of my firm is Insperity. So um, I've actually been in the industry for about seven years uh, of HR consulting. So I've seen solopreneurs, I've seen small business leaders, I've seen you know, growing businesses, startups, I've seen um, mid-market businesses uh, all the way up to uh, enterprise businesses, right? And you see leaders of all types, leaders of all mentalities, um, you know, and, and that is how I shaped my experience by listening to thousands of leaders and, and just arriving today with a, a conclusion that you need a getting better agenda for you to be a leader, okay? You need to care about your employees, to, to be able to succeed in anything you do when you start hiring. And then you need to be coachable. I think that's the most important thing. Get your ego out of the way and be coachable, all right? Because you cannot know anything. Uh, you, cannot, you cannot know everything. Uh, it's just too much out there. You're not an expert in everything. It's impossible. So that's a little bit about my story. I'm gonna get started with an, a nice cool picture. Um, it's the life cycle of an employee, right? All the way from recruiting, if you go clockwise, to employment administration, to benefits plan sponsorship, right? The different benefits that you can provide your employees when they come in. Uh, and these are transactional areas to strategic areas such as training and development, performance management, to more transactional areas such as employer liability management and HR related compliance. All of these things throughout the life cycle of an employer and employee are usually run by a, a technology, right? There, there are a bunch of companies out there. Um, so it's a matter of finding the right one that has a nice blend of the technology and the service team behind the scenes to, to, to help you. Um, and that really is it. And, and from here, I want to cover each in detail 
And feel free to, because I don't know who's who's watching right now, but feel free to tie it to your business in a certain way, right? If you plan on recruiting, take bit, bits and pieces of that. If you plan on offering benefits, take bits and pieces of that. If you plan on, hey, maybe I should put some training and development together for the employees that I have today, happy to give you advice. Um, so please ask the questions or feel free to, you know, if it's private, if it's something private regarding a situation with an employee, uh, grab me after, you know, during the happy hour or not only that, or maybe let's schedule a time to, to, to have a conversation privately and I'm happy to, to answer anything that I can help with, okay? All right, so the first topic, recruitment and outplacement support. I think this is important, right? Because this is this is where it all begins for an employee in a company, right? You as a leader is 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 at that point. Let's say you're a solopreneur and you're like, hey, I'm at that point that I'm just I just can't do anything by myself anymore. I just the 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 demand is too much. I'm ready to hire somebody to help me. What do you do? What do you do? Uh, I think you just you start with a job description. What do you want that person to be doing for you? You know, and not just writing, you know, kind of high level. You don't want to write high level. You want to write detailed job descriptions because you want the person that's reading it to have the right expectations of the, the work that they're going to be doing for you. Um, they want, you want them to, to, to get excited about the, the job description. Is there a career path in there? Hey, are you ready to take your career to the next level? Right, you're gonna be doing this, this, and this, but we can help you get to this, this, and this. So, um, just giving that employee starting that position something to look forward to in the future with the company. Right, it's not only about attracting the new employee; it's about retaining um, the good employees. So, I think that's a nice start for recruiting. And then, once you let's say you have a couple of candidates based on the the skills that you you've seen right and you've been looking for how do you know what to pay them you know how do you know what to pay them how do you know what they're worth um you know you want to look you want to be able to do a benchmark analysis with businesses in your area because everybody gets paid differently unfortunately you know you you, you look at somebody in new york or here in boston or or um in miami or you know, compared to California, the West Coast, Seattle, it's going to be completely different numbers. So you want to look at where your business is located. You want to look at the skills that you're looking for. And you want to look at the years of experience. And you want to do an analysis. Okay, what are businesses doing when it comes to payments, right? What is my competitor doing? Um, and that way you, you get a nice um, competitive idea of how much to, to pay that employee. Do you have a process in place, right? It could be, this could be in the future for a lot of people here, but it, it could be an ATS program, which is an application tracking system, right? To be able to track everybody on, on a platform. Okay, these are the the employees are selected. This is where they are in the interviewing process and so on. But this is more high level when you start growing and the influx of hiring is, is, is large, right? When you're starting and you're a solopreneur or you're a small business owner, you really just need the job description and knowing 
what to pay that employee once you select them, right? So it's, so it's fair. And then when it comes to the interviewing, when you're interviewing these folks, how many levels of interview do you have, right? If it's a small company, if you're a solopreneur, I, you, you're probably just gonna have yourself, which is fine because of the size of the company you have. But as you start to scale, you wanna increase levels, right? Of interviewers, uh, interviewing uh, these people, just because you want different opinions based on what the person thinks about the candidate. Um, you know, the person, the candidate can act one way with, with the owner and act a certain way with another person that's interviewing them. So you wanna have certain levels of, of experience there when it comes to interviewing and, and different opinions, okay? Um, that's a little bit about recruiting. Any questions on this area from, from the audience? Um, I, um, I just wanna stop here because I know there's gonna be a lot of information after this too. Think we're good. We're I think good. Uh, Igor, I was gonna say this is so important, even for those of us who just hire subcontractors to work four or six hours a week or on projects, um, mm -hmm. an editing project, a writing project, a production project. Sure. Uh, it's not just when you're hiring full timers or part timers. It's I think these are important things for anyone you're bringing to your team. That's exactly it. It doesn't matter if it's a W-2 employee or if it's a subcontractor, right? You want to be bringing the right person to your team. One, I'm going to say this more than once during this presentation, but I like to say it because one bad apple will destroy the whole culture of a company. So you want to be, you want to be choosing the right person, right? That's, that's going to connect well with you, the leader of the company. That's, that's exactly it. Um, great point, Jackie. Thanks. So we're going to move on with the presentation to the next slide. Um, also another transactional area of HR, which is employee administration and payroll. This is when you start, you can use this as a solopreneur and you can make this more uh, complex as you start growing your business, right? Um, so it starts with the payroll processing. Uh, Rob in the last couple of sessions, he was talking a little bit about having a business account and a regular personal account. You can have a, a your payroll come out of your business account, right? So it's nice and simple. It's nice and streamlined. Everything's coming out of the business instead of mixing with personal stuff. Uh, when it comes to reporting, you know, you wanna um, you wanna be doing reporting the right way. So having as you start paying employees or paying yourself, maybe having a payroll platform in place to pull those reports nice and easy uh, to give to your accountant or to somebody that you work with on the finances. Um, online pay stubs and W-2s, that's gonna make it nice and easy for you to pull um, these things to the platform for yourself or the employee that's working with you. Um, same with management reports. So garnishment, really important. If you have an employee, if you happen to bring an employee on with garnishment payments, what are garnishment payments? They're just, uh, for example, child support payments, okay? You wanna make sure that if somebody has a child support deduction, those deductions are done correctly through the pay payroll platform that you use today or through the accountant that's helping you. Um, so you, you wanna pay attention to that. Uh, employment verification, this is very important just because, you know, in the world of Zoom today, um, a lot of people were not coming into the workplace to fill out um, 
the W-4 forms, the I-9 verification forms, all the documents required for you to, for you to hire somebody. So having uh, maybe an E-Verify um, is could be easier on your end. E-Verify is just a tool to, to do it online uh, with I-9 information. Um, or you can, you know, a lot of these payroll platforms or HCM, human capital management platforms have a nice list of things um, that need to be completed prior to hiring somebody. Um, so very straightforward. Time and attendance, employees punch in, punch out. You wanna connect that to your payroll so it's nice and easy. You don't have to be transferring balance sheets all over the place. Uh, PTO accrual, if you wanna put a policy in place for uh, paid time off, uh, you know, make sure it's on your employee handbook. An employee handbook, now that I mentioned this, is for every size of business. It's a living, breathing document that should be updated every time you, you change a regulation or you add a regulation or you add a policy to your business, that document should be updated, okay? And, and should be acknowledged by the employees working for you. What that does is that protects you as the business owner against any lawsuits because these are the policies in the workplace. So they can't argue with the policies in the workplace. And you wanna make sure that as you hire your employee, they acknowledge the employee handbook, okay, that you have in place. And you can do that online or you can have them acknowledge in person. Um, so that's, that's huge. And a lot of businesses don't have it or businesses have it, but haven't updated in years, which does no good. Um, so it's it's a very, very, very important document. Um, and then just leave administration, you know, giving your employees the right tools if they need to leave for maternity leave or for, you know, an injury or something like that. That's extremely important too, okay? So this, this is employee administration and payroll. It can be very boring, but it's important. It's it's really important to to abide by the laws and and, and do things the right way without cutting corners. Okay, so then from there, you recruited somebody, you did all the payroll data, the employment verification, you've, you've done everything. What do you do next? It's time to talk benefits. Let's talk benefits. What are you offering to, to, to your employees today, right? Like it's important. It's a sticky point when it comes to employment, just because you know, let's say you're doing everything right. You're you're paying the employee well. You are um, treating the employee well in the workplace. You're providing everything that the employee wants. But the benefits that you you're offering them that's peace of mind, not only for the employees themselves, but but for their families, right? They're think, they're thinking about their families. The employees I'm offered as a, as as the the benefits I'm offered as an employee of of Insperity, my firm. Um, I think about my family first and what their, what their needs are and why I'm choosing the benefits that I'm choosing. Okay. So a company has choices, has medical, dental, and vision choices. Those are just regular basic benefits that most employers that are growing are choosing to offer. It's, it's a great attracting and retaining tool for any business. Uh, one that I wanted to put here, it's not really utilized. It, it used to be very underrated. Um, was the employee assistance program. What that is, is instead of, let's say you're the business owner, you just hired a new employee and they're dealing with something, 
right? They're dealing with something very private and they come and knock on your door and they don't really know who to talk to, but they come talk to you because you're the boss. And excuse me. And, and, um, and you feel kind of weird about talking to that person about that because it's something really private. It could be some, somebody died or somebody, you know, knock on wood, somebody died, but um, it could be, you know, a disease. It could be, um, it could be anything. It could be something about their children at home. It could be anything. So an, an employee assistance program is a program that, that offers through a third party vendor access to nursing, crisis management, advisory support uh, on financials, um, you know, litigation lawyers, um, anything related to somebody's life um, and what they would look for based on what's going on in their lives, an EAP program offers. So those you usually see in larger businesses. I'd say 20 plus employees is important to have it, okay? But I wanted to throw it out there because it's extremely important now with COVID and people being, you know, alone, working remotely. And um, yeah, it's it's priceless. So health savings account, healthcare, flexible spending account, they're fairly the same. Uh, what that is, is this is going to sound gibberish to some, some of you, but it is, so the health savings account, ties to high deductible plans, which means it's a pre-tax program that you can put money aside for medical expenses, right? So if you have a, a medical plan that's a high deductible plan through Tufts or let's say Blue Cross or whatever, you can choose to have a, a health savings account tied to that plan on the side and you put pre-tax dollars to buy medical expenses and you can roll it over to the next year. However, if you have a, a flexible spending account, those tied to regular HMO plans, not high deductibles, or it could be a PPO plan too, but not high deductible plans. And same thing, pre-tax, you'd have a card when you go to CVS, you can buy a Band-Aid or you can buy ibuprofen, swipe that card, um, and you could use a pre-tax program. However, the flexible spending one does not roll into the next year. So you gotta be careful when you're loading that car, with what you're gonna be using for the year, okay, when it comes to, to health. So if you have a surgery schedule, if you had some stuff like that, it's a really good benefit to have. However, again, for larger employers. So it doesn't really apply to solopreneurs or small businesses. I'd say here on this list, a medical dental and vision plan would be a good idea to start with, right? Um, and then we can talk more about that if you, if you have any questions, but... Um, very, very important for peace of mind. And then the other two I'm gonna cover very briefly because they're not as, they're important, but not as important, you know, for somebody that's starting to grow their business now. It's, yeah, you can choose to offer life, disability and personal accident insurance. Uh, not really a benefit that's like, wow, I gotta have it, but it's important, right? And then COBRA administration for those who don't know, but it's important to know is if you have an employee and they leave because of maybe a wrongful termination, or they leave because you know maternity leave or uh, short-term disability or long-term disability. You, as the employer, if they file for Cobra, you have to continue paying their benefits for a certain period of time. Okay, so that's what that is. I know it's a lot here on the benefits. Any questions that we have? Any points that you want me to make on these? Um, I'm going to pause for another second.
We have some chatter in the chat about how this is life prep, not just HR prep. And I think for all of us who do more than just our side hustles or the small business we're growing, I think there's important stuff to know. But if we do decide to ever grow our business, we need to know this on the front end so that we could plan appropriately. This affects our pricing. Going back to the first two sessions, you have to think about all these things when you're thinking about pricing, depending on where you want to go with your business long term. That's exactly it. That's a, that's a great point. Um, you know, if not now, this is a great presentation to know for for the future. If you plan on growing your business, if you plan to make this your life, you know, if you have a getting better agenda, if you have, if you care about the employees you're hiring, like I mentioned at the beginning, and if you're able to be coachable, right, to to be open to learning and see HR not only as an expense. But seeing a, a HR as as um, an engine for your business, right? The title of this presentation: Your most valuable asset is your people. So it's an engine for your business, not an expense. I think that's the mindset you have to have. All right, let's try next slide. Training and development. This is where it starts to get fun when it comes to HR. It's not the boring stuff in HR. It's not the transactional. It starts to get strategic right it starts to get you start to talk to employees and people you're hiring or yourself talk to yourself if you're a solopreneur you know how is my performance in the business what are opportunities for growth um, within myself do i need to take virtual training live trainings do i need certificates you know to be able to provide more resources for my clients um you know, a leadership or employee development program, career path. I mentioned this at the beginning, just mentioning to an employee, okay, so you come into the organization, um, you know, here's where you are today. These are your skills. These are your duties. Where do you want to take this? What's the next level for you? Okay, that's a great next level. How do we get there? Right? So you want to be able to get that person excited. If it's yourself, make a goal, make a goal. How do I get there? Do I need a certificate? Do I need a certain course, right? Do I need a certain skill? Um, how do I get there? So just, just think about that next level. Uh, if it's in your career or if, it, if, it, if you're a business owner, if you're a solopreneur, uh, think about that next step, make a goal, and then start training, start training, start developing yourself or the employees with you, okay? All right, performance management. So I know Rob also touched on KPIs, key performance indicators, and this ties really well with that. Uh, what this is, is performance management, I, I like to say it's a gap analysis. Um, and what that is, is you have the administrator or the business owner, which is yourself, or if you have a boss, it's, it's your boss. But um, what that is, is you have a, a one through five star system. Let's say the, the administrator gives a four star for, for a certain employee when they're reviewing the employee's performance, right? And the employee gives, it, gives himself a five. I'm doing perfect, there's nothing wrong with me. And then there's a gap there, right? Because the administrator gave a four and the employee gave a five. The gap is one. 
So how do we get to the same page? You know, how do we get to the same page? What is that employee missing, right? If the employee gave a gap of, uh, gave, gave himself a five and the administrator gave the employee a four, what is missing there? There's something that's not aligning. The employee probably thinks he's doing a great job at something that the administrator doesn't think so, right? Let's talk about that. How do we get better at that? Um, so there's no miscommunication and over-communication. All right, so that's that's the really purpose of performance management. And then just coaching the supervisor, you know, if, if you have a manager in your work or if yourself as the, as the leader of, of, of the company, are you well coached to, to deal with other people? And if not, you don't have to have a degree to be well coached. Take a class, you know, how do I manage better? How do I um, adapt to somebody's personality? Maybe take a disc assessment. A disc assessment is, is, is um, you know, it, it's a study of personalities so you can work well with a certain person. Find out what your letters are on the disc assessment and find out what the person you work with are letters-wise and see how you guys connect. See what works for, for you. So the disc assessment is D for dominant, I for informative, right and then you have s and c so s is a person that keeps to self and then c's control i this this is an exercise that i like doing with everybody just because myself i'm an is you can be a combination of two i'm an is i'm very informative i like to talk i like to have fun i like to teach i like to you know i'm very outgoing uh but i'm also i like to have a a time for myself. I like to be friendly. I, I like to be, um, so if you research this after the, the, the presentation, try to find out what you are and what the person you're trying to deal with is. And, and it's going to help you tons. My wife, for example, she's a D, she's very dominant. How do I deal with her, right? How do I not conflict with her uh, if I'm trying to do something? And it's the same thing with an employee. Um, so very, very important. Um, I've touched on job descriptions, reward and recognition. That's another point that I have to make. Make sure you're rewarding people in your life that are doing a good job. Make sure you're, you're saying, Hey, great job, man. Great job. You know, uh, to, to, to somebody, um, wow. That really meant a lot to me. You know, it changed, it changed the way I viewed something. It added to my arsenal of knowledge. Um, so that's just going to make somebody's day, not only going to make their day, it's going to make them feel appreciated and it's going to make them work hard for you. Okay. So very, very important. Try to thank somebody for something, try to praise somebody for something they did. Um, we talked a little bit, a little bit about compensation trends. Um, I don't really want to get into self-help tools. It's just tools that are in some platform, you know, some HR platform. And then um, climate surveys, very important as well. Climate surveys, what they are is, um, you know, just, just to feel the temperature in the workplace. You can tell if you have a pop-up shop, if you're a solopreneur out of your house, you can tell, or, or even if you're visiting a friend, you can tell right away when you walk into somebody's house or somebody's business, 
what the environment is like. Some places you can cut the tension with a knife. Some places you can, you know, there's just some sort of culture in there that you're like, I don't know what's going on in here, but I want to leave. Um, or it could be the complete opposite. You walk in and people are energetic and you're like, wow, you can tell people like each other in this place. Climate surveys help you kind of identify these places, right? If you have, if you're, again, the leader of your business, a solopreneur, or uh, you're hiring employees, or you have 1099s in place, sub subcontractors, right? Um, what do they think about working for you? It, do they have a good perception of your business, of your personality, of how you treat them? A climate survey will tell you that and will tell you what people are thinking about you and the business and the environment that they're working in. So very, very important. All righty. Let me check the chat, Jackie. Let me see if there's anything that I'm missing here from people. We had a couple of good messages that were maybe just to us versus the group, some that were for the group. And we have folks who are just in different spaces. Um, so some of the messages are about those life lessons that um, this prepares us beyond what college did. I think that's amazing. But I think looking at um, making quarterly goals, holding yourself accountable, working with different personalities, uh, building that positive culture. So there are lots of great messages about that in the chat. And I'm curious, for those of you in the session, I know it's that strange day transition time, but in the chat, I would love to see how this applies to the work that you're doing. We have people here who are in the nonprofit space, who are in the music space. Your band is like a team in essence, right? Uh, those exactly. who, yeah, so I, I, we, don't, we, we don't even realize that you're making money in your team, dissertation support, even if you're a coach or a consultant one-on-one, -on -one, I think that there's some things here that affect you, a solopreneurship. And if you're selling candles, clothing, um, scents, even there, at some point, you won't just be a solopreneur. You're, you're going to need some help if you're going to grow your business. So feel free to take some of the things that Igor is sharing and tell us how it applies to where you're at and where you're planning on going in the next year or two. Exactly. That's a, that's a great point, Jackie. I think it's, you know, it's, it's extremely important. I definitely don't want to talk and target a certain size of business. I'm trying to I'm trying to apply this to, to life in general. And that's why I'm giving these examples of my wife or friends or, you know, or anything that's going on around your life. And, and you touched like the music, right? Are you, the people are you, that you're playing with, how's the culture? You know, how's the culture in, you know, in, in, in your office or in your home or in your school or anywhere? And um, yeah, write it in the chat. I, I'd be curious to hear and and if you think it could be better and maybe we can analyze it and give you some, some tips, but uh, that would be interesting. All right, so I'm gonna keep moving forward. Jackie, if you see something in the chat about culture, please let me know and I'll stop and we can definitely uh, work on that. Absolutely. All right, this I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, a little brief on just because it's employer liability management. It's, it's, it's really, it's important. Trust me. It's really important because this is what as a solopreneur, if you have a federal ID number as um, a solopreneur or a small business owner, if you're paying somebody through payroll, you have to have 
workers' compensation. It's nice to have an EPLI policy, an employment practice liability insurance. What that is, is instead of a workers' compensation that covers an employee uh, in the workplace, if they get hurt, an employment practices liability insurance, what that covers is sexual harassment. It covers um, you know, anything employee related and not job related um, on a personal level. Um, it's extremely important because the biggest lawsuits come from that. Um, and then something, something important to just touch on, the workers' compensation aspect, many people don't know, but if you have a 1099, which is a subcontractor, instead of a W-2, you do not have to provide them workers' compensation. They are a contractor from, for themselves, so they have to have their own workers' compensation to be able to work for you. Um, so a lot of people don't know it, uh, and it's, it's something that, that's important and that could save you some money. So you don't need to provide workers' compensation for subcontractors, okay? And then employee handbooks, I already touched it, breathing document, make sure you have one make sure, based on your industry, make sure you're updating it with regulations or policies in your business. Uh, termination assistance, hopefully this doesn't happen where you're terminating somebody because of an issue. Uh, make sure you're documenting everything. Just every action that the, that person does that you, that's not policy or that you don't like as a leader, because um, you know that could bite you in the back uh, if they feel like they were terminated wrongfully, or you know they could file a lawsuit, a wrongful termination lawsuit, or anything like that. So you want to make sure you're documenting everything. Um, employee employee relations guidance. I've already touched on that. Just be just be talkative with with the the employees or the subcontractors that you work with. Just be talkative with people around you. Make sure you know what's going on in their lives. You know, if they're not sharing, if, if somebody that you're talking to is weird about you, ask them, is, is, is everything okay? What's, what's going on? Um, is something wrong at home? It's probably not my business, but I thought I'd ask, you know, I, is there anything I can do to help you, right? Um, because you never know what that person is going through. You never know. Um, and that's it. And safety service is important too, but that's that's only for certain industries um, where you have OSHA compliance and so on. Uh, that's for blue blue collar businesses, but it's it's part of employer liability management. Um, I don't think there's any questions here, just because it's very transactional, very data related. Um, so I'm just going to go forward. Um, and then here it just continues with HR-related compliance. We unfortunately kind of went, we started like this with transactional data stuff. We went to strategic fund stuff. Now we're going down again with boring compliance-related uh, stuff, unfortunately. But we're going we're gonna to end on a good note, I, I promise. Um, so HR-related compliance, just saying, unemployment claims, right? If somebody's filing claims, uh, discrimination, harassment complaints, you want to make sure you have that EPLI policy that I mentioned. EEOC services, those are services against lawsuits. You probably don't don't need it if you're if you're a solopreneur. You definitely don't need it if you're a solopreneur. If you're a small business, maybe, depending on how many employees you have, it's just something to keep an eye on. Okay. 
And then that was the life cycle of an employee. So I, so I want to pause again. That was the life cycle of an employee, the life cycle of pretty much life uh, that I covered. Uh, and I want to make sure that I check the chat and to see if there's anything in there that I um, that I need to cover. And if not, I'm going to finish with transactional versus strategic and what the impact of HR in these areas um, is on the business. I think we're, we're good to go. There is a comment on culture with uh, music, but I mm -hmm. think overall we're good to go forward. Okay. Do you want me to cover that comment or we're good? Um, it's up to you. Um, it's um, from Katharini about it's important for us to keep the band culture and energy. Otherwise, our shows will not translate to contagious positive energy. And I know that that comment is actually very true for any workplace. So if you are if you work with clients directly and you don't have that positive energy because your culture sucks, you're going to lose your clients. As a musician, you're going to lose your audience. Uh, so that's actually a very great um, point that you know covers all of our businesses. A hundred and ten percent, absolutely. I I'm trying to bring the energy right now because if I was sitting here and moping and just like, yeah, HR is a little boring. Yeah, let's talk about this, this, and that. You guys would be bored. You probably are a little bit, but yeah, I'm trying to make it fun. Um, okay, so uh, it, it's all about having the, the right culture, the right energy in the room, wherever the environment you are, um, you wanna translate that to wherever you're talking to your audience, right? It's, uh, it's extremely important. It's it's key. First impression is everything with whatever you're doing. Great, Jackie. Thanks. That was a great comment to, to touch on. Um, I appreciate that. Katharini, thank you. I you, you should see my office. I there's nobody sitting. I go in and it's it's energy. It's energy time. Um <laughs> all right. So transactional versus strategic impact on the business revenue generation that's one of the ways it impacts a business with hr right um people i've said this more than once but people are your most important value uh most important asset in your company because they act as an engine if you feed them well like you feed the engine well with with oil or in gas and you know keep it clean the car is gonna is gonna work well for you. So it's the same thing with people. If you're treating them well with respect, providing the right benefits, paying them well and on time, you know, just giving them the time of day to come talk to you. Open door policy doesn't matter who you are. Open door policy all the way. Um, you know, talk to me about your family, not only work. Yeah, I can help you in the work stuff. Doesn't matter, but come talk to me about your family, your personal life. Let's talk about the weekend for a second. Let's talk about, you know, maybe something great you did, you know, and, and, and they're going to work hard for you. They're going to go out of the way for you. I, I guarantee that a hundred percent. Okay. So revenue generation is one. Um, administrative relief. That's another way that HR impacts the business. And this is pretty self-explanatory. A lot of people go into business. Let's give the music example again. Um, you know, 
if you have a band, you're playing because you enjoy it, you know, and, and if that band business becomes, you know, an actual business that you have administrative stuff in it and, 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 and you have to take time away to deal with that, that impacts the whole band. It impacts the whole growth of the band, right? And it impacts the business in, in a certain way because you're not being strategic and you're not using your time to grow what you like doing. You're using your time administrating stuff. So you want to be able to find a balance. Okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what I went into business for. Let me focus on that and let me try to offload the administration a little bit. Maybe offload it to an assistant, maybe offload it to a payroll and HR company, offload it. If it's taking too much time out of your day, offload it. I know it can take money, it, it costs money, but sometimes it costs money to make money, right? So you wanna make sure that, that you're, you're being strategic with your time. Time is money, as they say. All right, net profit protection, very important. You know, HR impacts your business in that area. All the money you're making, all the hard work and sweat and tears, you're making profit. But how do you protect that? With the HR platform and changing regulations and make sure you're being proactive when it comes to the laws, when it comes to, you know, updating your employee handbook, like I said, to having a workers' compensation policy for your employees or for yourself or, you know, any anything HR related, just make sure you're on top of that because that is where you're protecting your profit, your profit and you're not being audited by maybe a department of labor or paying fines because of something you're not doing as a business, okay? So I, that's, that's, that's important. And then better cost efficiency, um, this is, this, this compares to this, this actually relates to, um, the benefits area, right? A lot of employers are offering benefits that are being diluted by diluted means it, it gets worse by the year because the cost goes up and the owner says, Hey, let's give them a little less of a benefit plan. So, so the costs kind of stay the same. A lot of people do that because the market's crazy. You know, let's say you're a company of five employees and you're looking to provide benefits for the first time, you're at the mercy of the market. So you, so the state's going to look you as a company of five employees going to market for benefits. Your price is going to be high. So um, I know a lot of you are not in the stage or, but it's, I'm going to give you an acronym, an acronym to keep in mind as you grow your business. So if, if you know somebody that's grown your business, their businesses, uh, for benefits and, and starting to provide benefits to their employees, an option could be looking at a PEO. It's a professional employer organization. What a professional employer organization does is they insulate you from the market. So what they do is they pull their client base together. You know, it depends on the PEO, the firm I work with, they bring 500,000 lives to market uh, with the carriers that we partner with. We buy those benefits in bulk, bring it back and redistribute to small and mid-sized businesses. What that means is you're paying, you're getting a variety of plans instead of one or two that the state usually gives you or the broker usually gives you um, to match the right lifestyle of your employee or of, you, of yourself as the leader. And then the prices are 15 to 20% lower. So it's just something to know, PEO, 
if you want to do some research when you're growing your business or if you know somebody, it's really important, okay? Um, and then I, I think this, this is the last slide. Uh, and I think we're doing good on time. We have nine minutes left, so we're pretty good. Um, so this is the last slide. Um, and, I, and I highlighted that phrase over there because that's the most important thing about HR. Employee engagement, and this is what I talked about the whole presentation. Employee engagement is the commitment and passion of your employees and passion your employees have for your organization. And culture is set of beliefs that drive people's behaviors. Meaning, people treat people well. People are people. Treat people well, and they're going to treat you well. My parents always taught me, treat somebody as you like to be treated. Okay? And that's, and that's what it is. It's nice and simple. Don't let a leader title you know, give you this, this head power, nose up power that you just think you have, that you, know, you, don't have, you have more than somebody else. It's not true, we're all people. If somebody's working for you, it's because they're doing something good for you. Praise them, recognize their hard work. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. So like employee engagement and company culture, huge. Not only at work, but in your personal lives. Gauge that culture, see how it is. How can we change it? Research the disc assessment that I told you, okay? I think it's gonna change your perception of, um, of, uh, um, of somebody's personality. Wow, I didn't know they were a seed. They're very controlling. They're very analytical. That's why they're not getting along with me because I'm hands up in the air, I, informative, friendly, you know? Um, so you wanna make sure you're adapting to somebody's personality when you're talking to them. You know, if you're talking, let's say to an accountant, they're very analytical, right? They're very analytical, they're very data-driven, they're very numbers person. Um, you want you want to kind of get on their level, you know, slow down your, your pace um, and talk on their level. And you're gonna connect way better with them. I promise you that. You know, if you're talking to a dominant person, a D, be short, short, straight to the point. You know, my wife says, my, my wife's dominant. She says, have you done the dishes? If, I, if I'm like acting like myself, I'm, I'm gonna say, ah, no, because this, this and that, uh, because then start, I'm just, because I'm talking to her and she's a dominant person, I'm gonna say, hey, I, I haven't done it, but I'm gonna do it in, in 20 minutes. Brief, short, I connected with her well, she's she's got the answer she wanted she's done okay so i think it's important i'm going to leave you with do some research on disc assessments i think it works for personal lives and business um and i'm going to leave you with that i want to check the chat one more time before we end and um and we should be good well you got praise from me and also laughs because you've taught me a few lessons that I need to remember myself as a business owner uh, to be able to build that positive team culture because I move a million miles an hour and, and sometimes I need to remember, to, many times I need to remember to slow down, but it's so many great points about culture, 
I know we hate these terms like compliance, performance management, but even I have to manage my own performance. Uh, someone just told me to take a vacation. <laughs> I know, we all need to do that. <laughs> performance management, these things are all important, evaluating your business, but also yourself if you're a solopreneur, yeah. because you are the greatest asset for your business, as we said in the first session. I mean, this just rings true across the board. I know it's it's not the fun, fun stuff to talk about, but it's the important stuff that will make or break a business as you grow. A hundred percent. It's life. You know, it's life. Your HR is all about people. You're talking to people. You're dealing with people on a daily basis. It's life. So it's it's important. Like you said at the beginning, some people want to put it behind and be like, I'll deal with that later. It's just HR. But I, in my opinion... The, the businesses that are doing really well are doing this on top of their list. Um, so mm -hmm. that's good. And if you, if I give you a tip, like if I can give you a tip for, you know, you mentioned you're, you're trying to do this in, in your business, in your workplace. What I try to do with somebody to, to, to make their day is if I know that person's that person that I'm dealing with, maybe my, my administrator or somebody, and I know that she loves a cookie. She loves, a diet coke or something like whatever whatever they like put it on their desk and leave a little note hey thanks for, thanks thanks so much for all you do here's a i hope a, a diet coke can give you some caffeine and 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 you know kind of sweeten your day or something like that um something that simple would just make somebody's day i promise you <laughs> i agree i'll take a, a cup of coffee anytime oh seriously i i uh I have a, an espresso cup right here that I took right before the, the presentation. And that's why the energy is so high. <laughs> Go. So uh, apparently we're both coffee lovers. I, I think, I don't know if we have any more in the chat or in the session, I should say, but <laughs> this is a great opportunity um, for us to ask any final questions or make any final comments or share those aha moments. And it, remember that you have to, pick everyone if you want everyone in the chat to see your comments or just host and panelists if you just want the two of us to see your comments or questions and so we have about two and a half more minutes and I think it's enough time for us to throw in those final thoughts in the chat um, and if and if you can all just put a key takeaway just one key takeaway from this session that applies to your small business whether it's one that you're planning or one that you're trying to grow put that in the chat as well um, and Igor, this is a great time to wrap up, but I do want to say as people are, are processing all this information is that um, thank you because um, this is not the fun part. So most people don't really dive deep into this and you make it very applicable and, and you know, for us who don't want to think about compliance, we want to think about the fun stuff, the music we're producing, the book we're writing for me because I my product is books. We, you know, we want to think about those things and we don't realize how important this piece is. So thank you for reminding us of that as we get ready to grow our businesses. No, no problem at all. It's a pleasure. And like I said, if somebody wants to talk HR, reach out to me. I, I love talking about this stuff if you haven't noticed. So uh, just reach out to me and I'm available anytime and we can coordinate something. But I really appreciate everybody's time and I, uh, I'm looking forward to some happy hour and having a good time. 
Yay. Yes. Join us. Join us. I'm going to take a quick break and grab my tequila instead of my coffee. And we'll be in the happy hour to answer questions, help you with key takeaways, help you think about next steps for building your own business. It's all about you in the happy hour. So um, this is going to sound terrible, but use us however you need to ask questions, share ideas, some of us will be there in the happy hour. And also you get to network with each other because you're all doing amazing things with your businesses or your business ideas for those who are planning a business. And so here's a chance for us to empower each other with this great information. Exactly. Igor, thank you so much. It's almost 5.30. We have survived quite a long day uh, <laughs> of amazing conversations. And I, I love the energy and I love the background. <laughs> thank you. Yes, it, it kind of looks like my office, but no, that's a fake, fake one. Um, yeah. Definitely. I'm going to just thank everyone in the session. Igor, thank you. For those who are watching the recording, thank you. Check out um, all the resources in the email. Put any questions in the lobby for the whole summit. That is still open uh, for a few days till the end of the month. And hopefully I'll catch you all in the happy hour. The informal fun. It's all about you. Happy hour. Sounds like a plan. I'll see you. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.